Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. This morning we start, we were talking a little bit about Rus. First I want to welcome Shua Rus. Welcome Shua Rus. An honor. Shua, it's, it's so, it's delightful. It's, it's delightful that Shua's here with his daughter is like very, very powerful for me. Shua sat and learned here for three years as a bacher in the high school. Then he came back after Yisrael as a dorm counselor for another th- two, three years, two and a half, three years. And then he learned in Koilo here for a year. And now he's sitting here at Musavad with his precious daughter, Molly. So it's just very, very moving. I did. I, <laughs> I spoke a lot about the word Mali in the weeks leading up from, from, <laughs> from, yeah, it's Mali. From Pesach to Shavuos, we focused on Rabbi Kiva. And Rabbi Kiva was Mali, which means, Mali means good midas, midas tevas. And certainly we're happy to have Shua as Mali here. But really, really delightful to have Shua back home. So welcome home, Shua. <laughs> the the Megillas Rus is is so is such a really an incredible Megillah, and this morning I spoke about one aspect of Megillas Rus. It's possible tonight the community of Waterbury is gathering. I'm thinking about speaking about more about Rus. There's somebody. There's a figure in Megillas Rus that's one of the. One of the main people involved in Miguel Asrus. Now understand that he was a big tzaddik. His name was Elimelech. Elimelech was a big, big tzaddik. Does anybody know who Elimelech's father was? You all know him. Who was Elimelech? One of the main people in Miguel Asrus. I'm going to tell you the story briefly for those that don't know the story. But Elimelech, it ends up, Elimelech's wife was Naomi. Elimelech's daughter-in-law was Rus, so his daughter-in-law ends up bringing Mashiach. His daughter-in-law ends up being the great-grandmother of David HaMelech. Ultimately, the story from Elimelech's story comes Mashiach. It's, it's very complex. Avi, I want you to focus. The story of Rus is complex. There's a lot to share. There's a lot to share with the guys. But the one who's the father-in-law of Rus was Elimelech. Elimelech was one of the tzaddikei hadar and one of the parnasei hadar. Chazal say that. It's not an exaggeration. I quote Rashi. Ashir Gadol Haya. Elimelech was very wealthy. Uparnes hadar. You know what it means that Chazal say he was the parnes hadar. He supported the generation. That's a deep, deep thing. It's not like a minor to be somebody. It doesn't just speak about how much money. You know what type of mission? That he's the Parnes Hadar. Chazal call him of the generation. He was the supporter of the generation. Chazal call him that. The Torah Daisha calls him that. It's not like an exaggeration, hyperbole. You say, oh, guy, such a gen. He was the Parnes Hadar. He was the main supporter of the generation. This wealthy person who was taking care of Klal Yisrael. It's, it's wild. Sometimes you have in a local community the parnes of the community. That's a big deal spiritually. This Yid was chosen by Hashem. He was the parnes hadar. 
He took care of the generation. He was very wealthy and supported the generation Elimelech. Who was Elimelech's father? Nobody be afraid to say. Who was Elimelech's father? Who just said that? Jump in and don't be afraid to say. Rav Mendy Katz. Rav Mendy Katz. How did you know that? Rav Mendy Katz said Nachshon Ben Aminadav, which is why I said jump in, because Nachshon Ben Aminadav, who jumped into the Yam and caused it to split, the first year who had the guts to jump in was Nachshon. Nachshon Ben Aminadav, the great from Shevet. Yehuda, you guessed it. And Nachshon Ben Aminadav is the one who jumped in to the water, causing the Yam Suf to split. He was the obviously. So Nachshon ben Aminadav, his son was Elimelech. Elimelech was the Parnes huh? Whoa! It argues on me. Rev Deutsch, he has the Medrash there says that Nachshon ben Aminadav was his aide. So it's machloik is kalish against Rev Deutsch. I what? He I'm right. He says he picks. No, he says he picks. They, 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 is that right? At the very beginning of the book? I think it was his father. That's my my humble opinion. Is that not oh, opinion? I probably saw it some a different book, but I, the way I saw it, I think as if like I researched this so so strongly. But I my in my head was my, I thought he was his father. Azedas bnei banim aherin kibanim. Chazal say grandchildren are like children, so. We both could be right. But either way, uh, he comes from Nachshon ben Aminadav, this Elimelech. Elimelech was the Parne Sador, was the most generous person in the generation. Was the most generous person in the generation. Comes Chazal, and they say as follows, Ashir Gadol Haya, Elimelech was wealthy, Parne Sador, and he supported the generation. The Yatsami Eretz Yisrael Luchotzlarts, and he left Eretz Yisrael, Mipnate Tsara Sa'ayim for a stinginess. Shaisa Einav Tsara Beinah Abayim Ledaychkai. Aniyim were making him nuts. There was a famine in Eretz Yisrael, and he ran away from Eretz Yisrael. Because Aniyim were pressuring him, and he was a Tsar Ayin, he was stingy to the Aniyim. And he ran away from Naniyam, Lakach Nanash, and therefore he was punished. Now I am fascinated, you could be sure there's a lot of tzedkus. It looks like there's a certain rejection. He ends up dying. He leaves Eretz Yisrael and goes to the plains of Mayav. And Chazal teach us that he was a tsar ayin in Naniyam, and he was punished, and he lost his life. His two sons who did not return to Eretz Yisrael, Machlein and Kilium and Nifter as well. So he paid a steep price for his sin. However, Klal Yisrael got Mashiach from his move. Because we picked up Rus. We picked up Rus. And ultimately, she returns to Eretz Yisrael, gives birth, er, and eventually we get Yishai, eventually we get David HaMelech. So it's very interesting. Wherever when we see Kilo like Einish, punishment, rejection, everything is further opportunity to find Hashem. There's no place on earth that you can go, and this is a lot of the story of Kabbalah Satira. Is where you go, there's an opportunity for Kiddush Shemayim. 
the sense he ran off the grid and he's punished for where he went. But Mashiach comes from there. Even with human error, God is there. There's something so deep because the story of Shavuos is the human possibility of being Mekadashem Shemaim. The story of Shavuos is the human possibility in every place he finds himself. In every aspect of life that there one can find Hashem. It's so cool that he went to Mayav running away and Chazal criticized him. He was punished for it and we got Mashiach from the move. There's something so dizzying about that. If it was so bad and so wrong to go there, why does Mashiach come about from that? And the point that wherever you go, wherever you are, so many people have a sense that because of yesterday's mistake, so I'm already lost today, and no, Mashiach will come from where you are and maybe precisely because of yesterday's mistake. Naira, Naira, he, he ends up by Maya because he ran away, he was an Avera. He punished and lost his life from it. And we got Mashiach from that move. Where you go, where you go, for whatever Cheshben you went, there you're Shaykh, now you're here, now you're here, one can find Hashem. Now you're here, one can find Kiddush Now you're here, one has an opportunity to connect Hashem. You don't outrun, you don't outrun, you don't move to a place and there, no, no, no. Where you go, there is the possibility He is. There's Kiddush there waiting in every place. And in the very place He ran, running away, and was punished for running there, we found Mashiach, their greatness was acquired there. I want to I wanna say, and this is a way of learning Tyra that, that my Rebbe taught me to learn Tyra. There are deep secrets that Elimelech runs there and is punished and is a tsar eye, and there's, there's deep Tyra here. But I have a right, and my Rebbe learns Tyra this way as well, and I have a right to ask and to just analyze that what was his Avera? What was his Avera? If we would put ourselves in Elimelech's shoes, and it's Dvarim Pshutim, think about Elimelech for a minute. He's in a position, and he has zero Yishuv Hadas. Day and night, day and night, people are chepering him, bothering him. All day long, bothering him, overwhelming. The Lashon of Chazal is so instructive Aniyam are pushing him around. He's being like completely overrun by Aniyam. In Eretz Yisrael, it's a famine. He's the Parnei Sadar, and he's just, if you, can, if you could feel him for a minute, he's completely overwhelmed with no Yishev Adas. And he makes a move that you actually could like here. He says, this is not survivable. I can't serve like this. Let me go off. Well, I'll have some, I'll push it, I'll learn. I'll, he's a tzaddik. I'll learn, I'll dive in. From there, I'll have space to breathe. And amazing that he's punished, that the Yisrael needed him. Amazing that he's punished, you were needed. He went there, he went there, and it describes that he was habon l'doichka. It's so interesting. 
It says, Einav tsara ba'aniyam abayim l'doichkoyim. Aniyam are overwhelming him, and of course he's like, okay, I, I just, I can't function like this, I can't breathe. And he goes away, and he's, and he's an Einish. Hashem wants him in this mission. It makes me just think how many people are put in tasks and, and in their own want for what they perceive, but serve Hashem in what He clearly asks you to do. People in coming up with their own sense of how they could do better for Hashem, but Hashem put you here and gave you this. And the story of Elimelech, the, the telling story of Elimelech, and a part of this story of running off to the plains of Mayev is Hashem put this on your plate, embrace it. This clearly was put on your... How many people have something put on their plate and look elsewhere, and it's just clear, this is on your plate. This child was given to you, this spouse, this neighbor, this Talmud, this whatever it might be in your life. Be very careful for this energy of I could do serve better elsewhere. Many have fallen prey. I think this, this cautionary tale of Elimelech, I think it's very relevant to Kabbalah Satira, which is the story of serving Hashem from your station, from the situations given to you. That is the essence of Kabbalah Satira. That's the deepest. Kabbalah Satira was true before Harsinai. The Avais had Shvois. And Kabbalah Satir is that moment that you take your station and serve Hashem. And we read this story on the, on the uh, we read this story on Shuas on our day of Kabbalah Satira. And it's important each aspect. We spoke about Rus and her amidst her situation or serving Hashem, sitting in the fields picking leket, and she's honest to the mitzvah. And the story starts with Elimelech, who has a station of service to Hashem and is punished for running away. He has a better plan. He has another place he could serve. Be careful. He went to a better station to serve Hashem. Because there I could do better. There it will be more comfortable. There it will be... Maybe you could find Hashem right here. Amidst this situation, amidst this, amidst this, it's pressurizing. Who can, who can imagine the drak, the terrible pressure Elimelech was under? But we're reading this on Shavuos. And the sin, the chet that we read on Shavuos, and Chazal called this a chet, that it was Einoit Tsar Baniim. He didn't think graciously for Aniim. This is your, I'm sure there were from Cheshbainis, not to be gracious to the Aniim. A sense of I can't serve like this. Yet he was punished, Elimelech. Because there, precisely there, with all the pressures, the difficult situation, the hard to breathe, that's his, there he could be Mekadashem Shemaim. Your station, your place. Just how many times we look for other stations and don't accept our station. We look for better pastures, better places, because we can envision other ways of serving Hashem other than we are Hashem clearly asked us to make a kid the Shemayim. I don't have an answer. Yosef asks intelligently. It's like, how do you know your station? He was accomplishing and he was needed. That's a, that's a good sign. <laughs> that's an awfully good sign. But I, I could do better. 
I think it's a dangerous, a dangerous place to go. Many a child has been dropped in such, I could do better, but Hashem gave you this child. Many, many situations where people ran from their situations that they could serve Hashem in a beautiful way in their situations. There are stories of G'daylam. This There are many stories of the Gadol who didn't run away from their situation, who embraced and engaged their situation. This, again, I, I have no right. Elimelech's a big tzaddik. Chazal call him a tzaddik. I am not in any way. I'm, we, we would meet Elimelech. It's easy when we talk things like I'm saying. I would meet him and I would turn to like, to mush. <laughs> we would all see Elimelech at Sadik, a tremendous Sadik, who was Zaychet to tremendous things to come from him. I'm only hopping on Chazal. That Chazal say there was some sin. He was a Tsarayan. He wasn't there and beneficial to Klai Yisrael. I think all too often the story of, of, of growth and serving Hashem is people feeling I can be bigger and not thinking about Kfoid Malchusay. He was helping Klai Yisrael. So he felt, I could be bigger. My, you, would, you were there for Klal Yisrael. That was your station. You were there for Klal Yisrael. Be there. Be where you were supposed to be. You were clearly filled the need. Were wanted and needed. Be careful. Be careful. It's something, it's something I've thought about. I think most serious people in their own lives, they have their own Elimelech moments. Where you say, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be running away. Maybe I'm running away from a station that Hashem wants me at. I think it's something to ponder. Like Yosef asked, we're not sure, because we go to places, we move, we, we find things of accomplishment, and we have to ask ourselves, I'm not coming to create fears, I'm coming to create seeking of truth. And Elimelech clearly had the capacity to know, don't give up that station. And Chazal, the Tairak Daisha, says he was punished for something. He had a station where he was needed, where he was wanted by Hashem to be, and he was accomplishing there. Be careful to give up your station. And often you'll come up with chaps, why, why it would be better, why Hashem would gain more elsewhere. But if you're needed there, he was needed, Elimelech. He was needed. There was an importance for him there. There's something to be said. He was needed there. Mechatesi, to leave it. You were needed there. Mechatesi. It needs. Now, it's a da- what I'm saying could be equally dangerous. I don't like guilt. I don't like so everybody who ever switches a job, a, a thing. It's chas v'shalom not to create an unhealthy guilt. It's to create healthy, honest thoughts of asking ourselves, perhaps Hashem wants me in this station. Where I'm feeling, what I'm feeling. Just many, many people have gone on to what they perceive greener pastures in all different ways. It's something to ponder. Shleima? I, I think that like a common point I've heard from Rebbe is that if you were doing big, um, big chassid, big chai as well, they're running around, maybe they're lacking relationship with themselves or their family. And even I've heard many Rebbe and Shiva say, like, if they're lacking with their family or something, close Yeshiva, believe Yeshiva. It seems like always the most important, like your station is always like the more personal with yourself, your family. So what's the Shlomo's asking? I love his question. It's so real. It's so authentic. Shlomo says, if you think Eli Melech, he was listening to every schmooze. He's like, this doesn't work for my family. <laughs> I picture the scene. It's like craziness. And, and he did what would be like such a logical decision. This doesn't work for my family. 
This doesn't work for my family. The question is strong. I don't think we can ignore this question. Now, there's, there's big panemius here. Everything has deep Kabbalistic and deep things going on. But nonetheless, we're allowed to learn something with the eyes of Pshat. And we, we learn a Chumash Rashi, and Rashi tells us, so Shlomo is like, says, can we even sympathize and empathize with Elimelech? This wasn't good for his family. Plain and simple. It was, and his first Achrayis, Mi Besarch Al Tesalim. We've heard many Rosh Hashiva like, say like Shlomo, if the second it's bad, my family, I shut it down. I'm not coming to create, to even give any system of figure. I don't know the answer. I know that if we, if we supply a need, don't let go of it so easily. We spoke about Amascha B'mitzvah Imlay Gemar. If you start something, see it through. Don't easily let go of something that you're, that you, that you're needed in. That's, that's the cautionary tale. Your question, Shlomo, befuddles me. It's like when I read this story, it can actually make you cry. Because, because who can't relate to Elimelech? Who can't relate to things where you say, is this just, this just it can't be that I, I'm supposed to do this. I can't live like this. It's so powerful, the situation. Again, I'm not a guy like, I don't like guilt. It's not a place of like, say anybody leaves anything. Guilty, you're being Ellie. No, that's, that's not, that's not, we have to think honestly. And maybe sometimes I could bring Chazal that the mitzvah is to leave something. The art of leaving something when you're supposed to. So I'm not, there are all different things in the Torah about people who left things who were supposed to leave. So I'm not, it's not to create a guilt to leave something we're supposed to leave. This is not like, hey, my mind, I came today, we have dorm councils, don't let them leave. <laughs> it's not like that. It's not like that at all. There are time and places to leave. We've seen greats in our history leave things and leave places and, and, and really successfully leave. It, it, there's something that hits me, Shlomo, in the story of Rus. This is very interesting. Is yet you contrast Elimelech leaving and giving up and being punished to Rus, who actually leaves Maya and comes to Eretz Yisrael and left. She's rewarded for leaving her station. And you would almost say, maybe Rus should take the lesson and not leave Mayav. You're needed there in Eretz Yisrael. You're a poor lady in Mayav. Be the from me in Mayav. And her job, so I almost see contrast. I see Elimelech, who was supposed to stay in Eretz Yisrael. And I see Rus, who was supposed to leave where she is and go to Eretz Yisrael. So as much as I could bring from Elimelech, don't leave something you're carrying, is I could bring from Rus, is sometimes it's time to go to greener pastures. So I'm not creating like a guilt. That's not what I'm, that's not what I'm doing. I'm saying that one, that one has to not so easily assume the situation they're in could have tremendous kvayt shemayim there. That's all I'm trying to bring out with this. Again, the decisions, like I didn't change anything people would think. We have to think through what Hashem would want, what's right. Be careful not to drop what you have. Elimelech had a role and a purpose. Don't drop it so easily. You have a purpose, you have a place, don't drop it so easily. That's what I'm coming to say. The exact, their questions and pressures and other considerations, Chazal, give a very harsh criticism of Elimelech for leaving. I wanted to share that with the Chavr. 
If I could ask Avi Berger to come forward to do an ode. It's interesting, his name was Elimelech. His name in this story is Elimelech. The word Elimelech means for me kingship, which his very essence spoke about a person whose job was to take care of people. He's called Elimelech. So guys are asking, how do you know? We do have a sense of feeling mission, and his job was to feel, that was his job to feel mission. I want to introduce the ode. We will get back with trying to prepare for Shavuos. In our preparation for Shavuos, we're doing his odes. Why are we, in the middle of Rus, going back to Kenyan Yatar doing odes? The point, the point, Klal Yisrael before Shavuos, a Tanai for Kabbalah Satoyah is a great unity. The source of unity is appreciating people, appreciating, celebrating people. I felt before Shavuos, I wanted a lot of odes in this yeshiva. I felt like we're secure enough with ourselves to celebrate the next person. Avi Berger is somebody who has grown tremendously, very, very sophisticated and thorough in real ways. But not just he's grown, he's done it with a chabura. Chazal have a line, his da'er mibnei chabura, be careful of a group, shemehem teitzei taira. Taira comes from a group. I have read the Archaim HaKadosh that Reb Nassim Finkel told me to learn every single day, which I have not listened to, but I read it once a year to the yeshiva in Parashas Yisrael, and before Shavuos, I always say the Archaim HaKadosh. He says three conditions for Kabbalah Satayra. He says humility, one, Two, he says, great effort, diligence in Torah study. And three, he says, to have a chabura, to connect yourself to a group. Avi Berger is a kiyum of all three, the humility of all three, but specifically what I want to focus on is he's grown together with a group of friends. In a beautiful way, I've encouraged each other and pushed each other and celebrated each other. So they, they've taken this Kenyanat Torah seriously. Without further ado, I'd like to hear Avi say his ode to his friend. Yeah. Um, I, my, my throat's a little itchy, so I'm not going to be able to speak as loud. Everyone could just be quiet. Thank you. I had a, had a pretty hard time writing this. I, I'm pretty good at writing poems and stuff like that. And I was doubting it a little bit before. Like, if I don't have so much to say, why, like, am I even writing this for the right reasons? But I realized today, Moshe helped me, thankfully. Um, I realized today that I just had way too much to say. And I could have I could have uh, written a way longer ode. To spare you guys, I only wrote one page. I've known this man since pre Back in Darche, we used to play. We've come so far from that old schoolyard. So many memories we have to share, busting our wrists on that old force there. From walking over every Friday night to sitting next to each other on a really long flight. My original Jimbro, in my heart you'll always be. Your discipline is impressive, truly inspiring to me. And as big as your arms and legs may appear, most of your strength is kept up here. And while fighting your own battles, you always save time to make sure your friends never fall out of line. Making, room, making your room a place where all feel welcome and at home, your hospitality is always shown. 
Seriously, though, this room is no joke. Just don't come in after 12 unless you want the smoke. Hey. One of the best-dressed guys you'll see in the base, always walking in with Yassi with a smile on his face. You showed me the things I was scared of were nothing to fear, and I'm really glad we'll be together next year. One of my dearest friends, I'll always stand by him. That's why I decided to write this for Chaim. We have another own for today. Who else? Harry, Garfield. Harry come forward. Shalom, Sh- 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 Short and sweet. Physical strength is something he has pretty nice and all, but mental strength is where he really does ball. Tenacious determines and eyes set like a hawk. Nothing can stop him from munching when he's on a ball. The best boarder, skater, flipper, gamer, and bodybuilder I know. Anything he attempts, he always becomes a pro. This meta of pushing again and again to obtain and achieve is a key to success and the trait we all need. I truly admire and look up to you, Simcha, and just want to share one thing about you that I definitely tried to learn from. There's, I forgot to introduce Ari. Got up here. My mind is in different places to introduce Ari. There's, there's a lot to say about the person. I want to get there. When I first met Ari, he told me something about himself that I've repeated before, but like intrigued me. He happens to be a sophisticated person. He's lo- a very, very loyal person. Close, close. Have you talk about Avi growing with the Chabura? There's. Ari's Chabur is one of the most important Chaburas in the yeshiva, a group of guys that are loyal to each other and growing beautifully together. But I want to talk about something. When I met Ari, he told me he was into thrifting. And I had never heard of thrifting before. It was like a new expression. I never heard of it. And the art of thrifting is like finding, it's, it's this habit and hobby. And I never heard of it. I want to be a thrifter the rest of my life. The art of thrifting is finding in like a store, in a surprising store, which others like almost can laugh at. It's like used clothing and you find like a mitzia, something gorgeous, something cool. He's one of the well-dressed guys in your shop. Where do you get that? You're expecting him to say like some fancy store and he thrifted, he found it. And there's such a beautiful, I'm definitely a thrifter myself. And where others might, we're fellow thrifters because we like finding where others pass by and say there's nothing here, we like seeing wow. a lot. And the world, the art of Shvois is to know this whole world is a world for thrifters. 
Because what others pass by, it's all Malaychal Arts Every station, every place is an opportunity for Kiddush Shemayim. And sometimes the biggest places for Kiddush Shemayim are the places that everybody just. Evan Mayasu Abainim, David Amelech is the story of Shuas. The stone that the builders discussed in High Sali Raishpina becomes the cornerstone. There's a deep connection to Shvois because the story that Maloy Chalarts Kivaydei, where others assume it's not there and there most is Hashem. Hashem, this is an oilam. Oilam means hidden. The precious things are in the most hidden spot. David Amelech is couched. He is thought to be a mamzer all the days of his youth. He was thought to be a mamzer. That's how Hashem designed the world. The holiest things are in hidden places. So I happen to appreciate Ari taught me the concepts of thrifting. We're definitely fellow thrifters of finding special things in all different nooks and crannies. <coughs> My wife's father is a very, very good photographer. And he, he, he did a, a photography shoot where places people considered like junky and broken, and he took beautiful pictures in like very interesting places. We have the book in my house. It's called like, I've got the even name of the book, but he shows where others just pass by and see junk and he sees art. He took some beautiful pictures in funny places, abandoned buildings, some overgrown field. A thrifter to see Hashem, is, he's all over and opportunities for Kiddush Shemaim are everywhere. So I wanted to thank Ari specifically. From the minute I met him, he taught me that. He's taught me a lot since, but I did want to repeat that, the lesson of thrifting. So thrift on, Ari. I have this, this thing at the Esrig place when you always buy Esregim. I want to spend a lot for an Esrig. I can tell you, I want to spend a lot. That Rizal was Hiflig Ma'id Bizer. That even if you can get a free Esrig, don't take it and buy it. I have been offered this one, I'll get you a good Esrig. I want to buy my own Esrig. That being said, I have this hobby and I do. My kids show me Esregim. I love finding in the cheaper section some Esregim. I buy from the expensive section. Baruch Hashem. I could send you to my. And there's a reason to spend. This has nothing to do with being cheap. I happen to get a kick out of finding in a section many people looked and assumed. And you find one, it's like, whoa, it's gorgeous. I like that a lot because I like the art of thrifting. When many pass by, there's eternity there. Thrifting is true, Ari. So thrift on all the days of your life with many areas and situations, things that people see as, ah, there, there's Russes there, Mashiach's there. From the plains of Mayav, there is Mashiach. Thrift on. Good, good, good. good. <laughs> You ever heard of thrifting, Shlema? You ever heard of thrifting? Yeah, yeah. Isn't there something yeah, so deep? Awesome. Who else is a thrifter? Mayor. These guys, you're all thrifters, us four? <laughs> <laughs> well, me, Mayor, Avram, and Ari. Johnny's a thrifter. Any chsidishi is a thrifter. <laughs> of course. The Valshem was the big, was the, he started thrifting. <laughs> that true? Why? He's true also. Wow. Amazing, amazing. Shalom.
Who is just Rafi? Let's go. I died. Another I Got the title? No. I want to talk about a person that everyone knows. He's very kind and generous wherever he goes. Nothing bothers him. It's almost insane. Not a single thing he does is either in vain. He has no fear willing to do anything for a peer. His intentions are clear, plus he's always in gear. The care and concern is really outstanding. If life were football, he would be pinned manning. This person will be in the Hall of Fame. Just watch closely how he plays his game. Every day his devotion, plus the amount of grinding and true emotion. It's truly inspiring what he sets in motion. This person is from royalty, which makes sense. After all, he is of quality. He also shares a name with a Navi. When this person starts dating, he will get the very best girl. I think you know who I'm talking about. It's Alio Pearl. so much that Rafi is back, that Rafi Pines is back here steiging. To me, to me, what I, this is not school. School is a secular building. There's something called school, secular building where, where, where subjects are taught. No, no, no 21 year old steiging goes back to school. It's school, I don't know. It, it, that, that's a building. It's not, there's no magnet, magneticism to some school. A yeshiva is a place where people grow, where people are improving, where people are challenging themselves, where people are being a Talmud. Where there's growth and movement, of course, it's magnetic and it draws people that grow and move. It means so much to me. I, I don't want to ever be accused of being a school. I never, don't ever. It's like, don't, don't beat us up. We're not trying to be a school. We're trying to be a place of growth a place of Avaidus Hashem, a place of Steigen. You could find school in Waterbury. We do have classes. We have some of the stuff that, school, that, that exists in a school. We're not trying to be a school. We're trying to be a place of Ali and Ruchnius, of people, of people advancing and growing and moving somewhere, that a Rafi Pine Steigen has a, has a want to come back here, and he's drawn to us and we're drawn to him. He's a growing person and somebody who's who's craving, who has chukas, who has who has desires for things. I want to say a kasha, Rabbi say. I want to say a kasha. This we're going to get back to odes in a minute. I want to ask you a kasha. Why don't we say this kasha is asked by Rav Levi Yitzchak Bardichev, the Bardichev. At the Rishayin and the Balamar and the Ran asked the kasha, but I want to tell you Rav Levi Yitzchak Bardichev's answer. I want you to hear this. Shui, I want you to hear this. Ask Reb Levi Yitzchak Bardechev amongst the Rishonim, ask the Kashi, he's an Achrein. But the Rishonim ask, why don't we say Shecha Yanu on the Mitzvah? I never heard, 
this answer is not in answer, it's like the answer. Why don't we say Shechianu on Svira Saimer? When do we say Shechianu on a mitzvah, my friends? A mitzvah that's bum mizman lizman, it doesn't come so often. Mitzvahs that are constant, we don't say Shechianu on fillin because we're used to it. On a mitzvah that's exciting, we haven't done it in a while, like, woo! And we make a Shechianu. Svira Saimer is once a year. Why is there no Shechianu on Svira Saimer? There should be Shechianu v'kimanu. Any mitzvah once a year should have a Shechianu. And the Rishonim ask, why is there no Shechianu on Svira Saimer? Does anybody want to venture? Rev Levi Yitzchak Abarditshev nailed it. What the answer? Why would he nailed it? Why don't we say, somebody say an answer that you like feel. This answer when you're mechavin, you should like jump out of your seats. I know the answer. This, you shouldn't even be quiet. Normally I say like feel the question. This answer is not an answer, it's like the answer. Somebody speak from your heart. Rebezi, what should we offer a guy who gets it right? Speak from your heart, I'll give you a prize. That's a good song. Salad, salad. But he said it's a time of growth, and growth is the whole year. But there is a mitzvah daraisa the of counting the Omer. There's a mitzvah daraisa the of counting, and it's once a year. By all rules, it should have a shechion. Shechion of Ikiman of Ikiyanu Lazman Thank you, Hashem. A moment of arrival. This mitzvah came. This mitzvah is here. I'm so happy this mitzvah arrived. It's funny, the Chinuch says that's why we count Svir the second night of Pesach, not to take away. So we'll do Shechiyanu the second one. It's a new mitzvah every day. Yankov asked intelligently, when will you make the Shechiyanu? Do it the first day. We got the mitzvah. Intelligent. So Yankov says it repeats itself a lot. The first time, Shechiyanu Mikimano, I've been waiting the Gansiyar for this mitzvah. Rev. Levi Yitzchak of the Bardechever said that the whole sphere is a longing for, for, for Torah. It's longing. The whole sphere you're counting. Shechayanu's arrival, the mitzvah is chukah. The mitzvah is gaguim for what will be. You can't say Shechayanu. Every mitzvah, you shake the lulav, you make a Shechayanu. The mitzvah came. Yippee! The mitzvah's here. This is the mitzvah that the very mitzvah is to crave the future, says of Levi Yitzchak Shui. So you can't say, ah, Hashem, we made it. Made it. The whole mitzvah is looking forward. Chuka and aspiration and dreams. Dreams for is the mitzvah. Your chuka for, your desire for is the mitzvah. Yosef Dov, you can't say Shechayanu on a mitzvah. On a mitzvah that's here in Aftali and in your hands and you do Shechayanu v'kimanu v'yonu l'asman On a mitzvah that I don't, that's all about chuka. There's a chukka for something. That chukka is very important. The deep craving for Torah. The deep inside of us that longs. That longing is the mitzvah. You can't say Shechayanu on something that's anticipating. That's what Levi Yitzchak Barditchev said. That place of longing that we're tapping into on Sphere Saimer. The place where we find... A, I asked the Bachar yesterday in Yeshiva. 
I asked him, do you want to be, I described, do you want to be somebody? He said, no, not now, only when I'm 20. I said, today, if you want to be that when you're 20, means you have a longing today. <laughs> I'm not talking about when you plan to actualize your longing. I want to know is the longing in Are you. I, I know the longing's in him. I want him to hear the voice of his longing. If when you're 20, you plan, means you're longing today. I just want you to know about that. Like when he's 20, I plan. So, so then you're living with something that you just not. On, on Sphira Saimir, we tap into a choka, a choka, a sense of longing for something. We want Tyra, we want Kesher Tashem, we want meaning and eternity from these different places of our life. Who was Shalom? Is your. Tell him to come in. Is there another ode? Is there another ode before? You have one? I don't have. I don't have one, but I prepared something for someone else for a while back. Let's go. Thank you. Anyways, I, I prepared this for. Uh, for a friend when he was on the Jerusalem for a pair of us. Other than that, that we had enough time. But I really wanted to give him some, uh, some covered. So, Arya Cohen, shout out. Yes. Okay. So, um, what I wanted to say is that what's called, I think when you first when you see Arya, um, there's something very, like, in, in, the, in the most external way, you see him, you just see good, you see someone who's sweet, there's a certain chain that, that he has. That without even knowing him, you see him, the, his his movements, his walk, his face, his smile, his certain like goodness and chen. Um, I think one of the biggest things about Ari Cohen is that um, he's a super positive person. Um, he's a person who doesn't complain. Um, he has like this like, and his and his positivity is not like, it's not like in kind of like in, it's very like so like who he is. Like yeah, okay, it's gonna work out. Like it's gonna work out. Like yeah, it's fine. And so I think that's a great reason why I love schmoozing with Ari because. Um, he's a person when you come out of a conversation with him, you're like, whether it's something you deal with or whatever, something's bothering you, uh, me specifically, I kind of like feed off that nature. I always feel like, yes, it's going to work out because that's the type of person you're dealing with. Um, he's someone who's an incredible listener. Um, you know, he has a lot of patience and like when you schmooze them, he's not, he doesn't ever make you feel like he wants to put his input in or he doesn't, or he wants to lead a conversation. He sits there and he's like, okay, hey, just like, just go. And you don't like, and you even feel like he's trying to like sit there and listen. And he's a person who, who, who gives you, he gives him his whole self when you're schmoozing with him. Um, he's a person I think makes me feel very comfortable. I feel very much around myself with that, around him. I have that, a lot of weird quirks. And like, I never feel like, um, you know, I always feel like accepted with him. Um, and you know, also when it comes to learning, you know, like there's a lot of times I learn with him and I know something's like so easy. Like I know it's like a, such an easy thing. And like, he knows it's easy, I know it's easy, and I'm like, I'm not sure what it is. And like, he'll never like, he'll never make it feel weird that I don't know what it is, or like, a little smart, like, I know that if I ask him a question, I know it's easy, it's not like, he always, he's a person I can feel very comfortable, he's supportive, but he's also, he also has like this wild side to him. Um, he's very fun, and he's very funny. Um, I think the better I get to know him, I always like, uh, I know he has like, he does sound effects sometimes, I don't know if it's like a, <laughs> we're outside and he started making he's like yeah this is me like I'm doing, I do sound effects um, but something about my mishkiach my rabbi 
said, he said, a, a, a father, someone has to be see-through. A father has to be see-through. Your, your rock of the house has to be see-through, which means your kids have to look through you, and there's no, like, like skeletons in the closet. They just see this is, this is who dad is. And I think that reminds me a lot of Arya. You, you see him, and he's, like, honest. Like, and I'm not saying in the meat of him talking, honestly, but him as a person, he is honest. You see, it's just true. What you see externally, but the first thing you see him, when you see a good guy, you see who's sweet, as chen, that's the person. That's the person who he is through and through, inside and out. And when I, when I, when I, whatever, when he told me he was coming to yeshiva, I was like, he's that guy, like the, that classic, like older guy. Like he's always like I wasn't sure. And I think I think the better I, I know him, I realize, um, you know, really that what's called that that why why he's so good for yeshiva. And I, I think it was it was cool to see him really grow in yeshiva. Um, I think I've seen him grow a lot. Tremendous is there. And I think it's very clear why Yeshiva needs him so much. Anyways, just kind of... A quick tabra. There are two more odes. Give a give a give a little one. Very one. Yes. A quick trivia question. I think I'm right. The guys will correct me. In the biggest playoff win in the Wolfpack's history... This young man hit, I think, five threes, six threes. In the biggest playoff victory the Wolfpack ever had, this young man knocked down six threes. The whole yeshiva was there. It was a raucous gym. It was crazy. It was the biggest playoff victory the high school ever had. And this young man at six threes, the guy is dealt. Shlomo Deitch. True story? Is it six threes? T-A-B-C, right? Yeah, like, I had like six straight shots, five threes. <laughs> 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 what was the score? Say, oh, shh. This is in full humility because I asked him. He's a nice person. Shlomo is humble. He's somebody who's crazy talented and everything good at, but always humble, ever humble. He respects other people as nothing. One of the Kenyane Yatayra was studying Kenyane Yatayra's like, Machsik Tevusay La'atzmai. There are people, I'll read the Kenyan Atayra, once we're talking about Shlomo, he's a kiyam of this. One of the 48 Kenyan Atayra is Einoi Machsik Toiva La'atzmai. Now there's very tricky words. I'm very curious how Art Scroll translates this. People translate that you don't ain Machsik Toiva La'atzmai, you don't give yourself credit. You know, like, you don't feel like... Now, there's two aspects, and I think they're very connected. Listen to this. Oh, I should have had the guys look at these words. Let's look... How does Arts go... We have to get an Arts Girl translation. Hey, you have the Arts Girl? Does it have the Perik Babanavas? That's a Shabbos one? Yeah. Keep bringing it forward. I'm very curious how they tra- translate this. Daniel, is that typically how you heard the translation? Let's see how Art School translates. You'll want to hear this, Hever. Let's just get... I'm so curious how they translate that, Rabbi. Budi, how do you think they translate? Let's see. Ah, oh, here. Johnny, they translate it. Ah, oh, not claiming credit for oneself. Don't claim credit for oneself. 
I want to say there's one of the 48 Kenyanic Ashui and Yosef Dovi came to learn today Kenyanic Atara. The Ozar Kedai, you didn't lose to hear that. But what does it mean? One of the 48 Kenyanic Atara is Eino Machsik not claiming credit for oneself. So I want to say two aspects. One aspect of that is, is that people feel arrogant for their successes and abilities. And one thing is not to be arrogant. Have all the talents, but you're not arrogant about it. You're not machzik Not claiming credit for oneself. Understanding God gifted me. Everybody sees Simcha Schwartz in Yeshiva. Clearly he's gifted physically. All different ways. So why is he arrogant? Why is he a Balgaiva? Why isn't he a Balgaiva? The answer is it's from Hashem. From Hashem. My Oma, when you thanked her, she, she said, Erbishter Hashem. So, it's not claiming credit for oneself. It gets, you see, Shloyman, the guy's a beast. He's good at everything. He doesn't, but there's something else. I want to say a different shot, Yesodomi. I want to say, and listen to the words, I don't believe there's a chsidish shot. I actually, I don't care if it is or isn't, but I actually think that each one causes the other, Johnny. Means you don't hold on to your good things for yourself. You share it. Guys in yeshiva, Meir Richter has a beautiful voice. He, he sings for us. He sings for the chevra. A guy strong and good looking, he uses it to give chizit to another guy. It makes me nuts when a guy in yeshiva is popular. And some guy in the in the basement of the waterbury is not made to feel good. That's a big avera. Av- Don't hold your good things for yourself. Shlomo Deitch's talents are used that the next guy gives chizuk and he's nice to everybody. Don't hold on to your talents for yourself. Use them for the public. They belong to other people. And I think it's one and the same. Shui, I think it's one and the same. We said is, you don't give yourself credit. My good things come from God. So you know what's natural? when if, you, if you're arrogant, it belongs to you. So you rob it for yourself. The mid of that you know it's given by Hashem. Give him what's his. He put it by me to share. He gave it to me to share. I look at it. Somebody once handed me $24,000 to give out to poor people. I didn't feel like, whoa, what a guy, I'm giving it out. He gave it to me to give out. Any skills we have, strength, God gave you charisma so the next guy should feel comfortable. God gave muscles so you're strong, so people look up to you. He gave it to you to share. That's why it was put by you. That's You don't hold on to goodness and rob it for yourself. So I want to say on Shleimah Deutsch, this talented, beautiful person, he takes his musical skills, lifts other people up, his coolness, his strength, that he's just nice to everybody. I think one causes the other. If you know from where it came, it was gifted by Hashem. You're not arrogant. The natural flow from that is you share the gifts you have. Instead of becoming snobby in a sense of, 
Keep away. Yeah, no, I'm part of an extreme exclusive club. No, I've been gifted. I'm humbled by my talents. A person could be humbled by the gifts Hashem gave him. Whoa, you trusted me with a lot to share. You're actually humbled by your gifts. That's one of the 48 Kenyane Atayrah. You're born cool and appreciated. And Chain, you use it to give somebody else standing. Hashem gave you a gift. Made you feel good. Share it with the next person. Don't hold it for yourself. Share your goodness. Spread your goodness. Thank you, Shlomo We want a song. 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 You guys are a shtickle mean. I always credit the crowd. Here you give a speech that he doesn't withhold this stuff from anybody. And we want to say, right. now what's he supposed to say? <laughs> if I was Shleim and Deitch, I'd give like a resounding, no, it's mine. <laughs> Do you have a guitar here, Shleiman? Do you have a guitar here? Thank you, Mom and Dad. Do be. What a day. There's an excitement here. I think Shruis is coming. Excuse me. Uh, if you want to help me? Let me help you. Yeah? Come on, I'll help you. Okay. Just a uh, new song. Oh, yeah, it's cool. There's a new song, Kevra. Let's go. I'll move it. I'll move it. Promise you that I've been sober, but I can't seem to remember a thing. My soul's still living in the summer. How the world do we make it to spring? Cause life is getting so serious. Oh, that feeling that I need more time. Creeping up on me at every moment and But I ain't that young to lie Oh, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done I swear I'm done With being awake Dreaming about moving mountains 
And changing the world in a way that only I can But I know that won't ever happen If I'm glued to my phone, gonna sleep at 3am So you cannot say all that I claimed Oh, that I'm perfect, no need to change Don't live in this way Oh, I'm done, I swear I'm done With being alright Oh, I need to be in the life I'm about to let be present In this 21st century life Cause I'm losing track of time and all the facts to Of being present in this 21st century life. I won't let my life pass by my Okay, first of all, shout out to my mom for being on the phone to listen to this. Okay, so right now I'm talking to Avram, but anyone who wants to listen, go for it. Um, me and Avram first met each other in Maganov. We were coming out of fourth grade. Um, we were in the same bunk for a few years. We used to play line. I knocked him over before to the ground. Um, I think he's knocking over too. Um, and then as we got older, when Maganov closed down, we were in different schools. Um, then we both made our journey to Waterbury and we met again. Um, we were in the house last year, Arnold Smilowitz, storm counselor. Back in the house, me and Oliver used to smoke weed, barbecue, and have DMCs. Um, right now, we both went clean together. And Avram's 
three, four, three months. I don't know. I'm like one and a half. Um, and Avram's a friend who I trust. Um, a friend I'm comfortable crying to, talking about anything, talking about the traumas I went through. And um, he, I feel like he's just like a genuine person who like has a sweet heart. You can see it on his face, his smile. Um, you, you definitely like, you're a big part of my journey in life. Um, what else? And I'm very happy. I was fortunate to be your friend for many years. And happy birthday. Looking forward to celebrate, celebrating your birthday tonight. I came home one night specifically after meeting with Zach, and I came home like in a particularly good mood. And the good mood, I felt like I hazard everything that's wonderful about this Malcolm Torah. His honesty, this, the sincere authenticity, embracing his own story. I, there's a line, and we're going to study one of the Kenyane Atayra, and, and Zach is the key of this. One of the 48 Kenyane Atayra is, Oyev es HaMesharim, to love glat. Mesharim means straight. To love yashar, honesty. We speak a lot in yeshiva about emotions, and people think we're talking about this funny topic. What do they speak about emotions? Is this therapy? Isn't it a yeshiva? We're really talking just about honesty. When somebody doesn't acknowledge your insecurity, they're being a liar. When people build walls and all different personas, that's all just a lie. Hashem Chaysam The signature of Hashem is honesty. One of the 48 Kenyane Yatayra, one of the only way, this is the only way, you can't get around the shortcut, is you like that which is Yashar, that which is straight. And when I met with when I met with Zach Perkel, I went home like excited. I love being part of world. It's changed my life. I'm a Waterbury boy. I'm probably moving up to eleventh grade. I'm getting the Yeshua. I started to feel more and get in touch with things. And and what I say about Zach Perkel and, and what's beautiful and he makes this place so special. He's an honest guy. He's like when you speak to him, he's giving his story. Is his story? He's in touch with it. With sincerity, we're seeing tremendous growth. He describes being clean. To us, that's just a code word. People hear it on this. We're not talking about what a guy... Being clean by us means... I'm embracing my story. He describes for how long he's being clean. There's no... I'm still working on getting clean. I'm getting there. Being clean is another way of saying living your story. It just means living your story. Being honest to your story. We all have flight. One guy could avoid being clean with alcohol and other things. Another guy could do it in, with a workaholic. There, there are a lot of ways not to live your life. <laughs> is to love straight. That which is honest, that which is real, that which is straight. Zach Perkal is
Hate and love are both completely opposite side. Each emotion so extreme, not something one can hide. Through the rest of the year, I thought I would cruise. Getting to know you is not something I would muse. Then one day you pull those guts, I don't know how, but I'm forever grateful. For in that time, I removed a lot of layers of me being hateful. Taking me out and speaking to me was probably the best thing you could have done for me. It changed a lot in me, and now I really love and look up to and respect. And, re and respect is not something that comes free. I'm not sure how to best describe the respect and gratitude I now have, but the words are few. To the most hardworking, to the most hardworking, dedicated dorm counselor and friend I can claim. Spending all your time and effort is your ticket to fame. I'd like to thank you, Shmuel, for all that you've done and for showing me it's possible to go from one side to the other instead of to just run. I want to thank both. I want to say about Shalom that his energy, his delightful, delicious energy, makes this room is magical. We're sitting here very, very late in the year, and this is a magical room with tremendous growth. Somebody who's infused the whole year, this room, with just such good flavor and good energy. We appreciate Shalom tremendously. I... I, I want to say that how many youngsters have energy and how many teachers have like been frustrated with the youngsters' energy, his energy is not just not a problem, it's been our solution. It's been a solution here. It's not a problem, it's a solution. Energy, chiyos, cheshek, the world needs energy. I was talking to somebody in my shul, we're bringing in a rub to, to be there. I'm, I'm someplace else a lot of weeks. And I want, the word I use, I want somebody, chaos, somebody who can infuse energy, who can bring, could bring fire, passion. And I want to say that Shalom's beautiful energy, we've seen him direct it in a tremendous way. He's somebody who younger was, was looking for places where to put his energy. I'm thankful he chose our base medrash. The energy is firmly rooted in place here. So. I want to thank Shalom brilliantly said an ode and courageously said an ode for Shmuel Weiss. Shmuel's dedication this whole year to the yeshiva is mind-blowing. How much he's somebody who works hard to make a parnasa. The amount of full-time, he's doing three full-time jobs, it's mind-blowing. Because Mitzarecha Shmuel is, is he, he works. He has a serious job that he holds. Mitzad Sheni is a dorm counselor, which is a full-time job in doing for others and thinking about others. It's a full-time job. Mitzad Shlishi has Chavrusas, his own steiging. That somebody could add so much in his day and make room for so much is remarkable. So thank you, Shmuel, for all that you mean here. All the Was there one more ode? Was there one more ode? I thought somebody had asked. I thought I thought somebody. I, I thought before one more person won. Okay, so that's the last of the odes today. We do have one more morning.
Tomorrow, Beis Hashem, tomorrow night is Shavuos. We do have another morning tomorrow morning. If a couple of more guys want to share odes, I think it's very fitting. At a time that Klai Yisrael is being ma'agin, that we're coming together with unity. I want to share a vert. I want to share a vert. One, one last thought for today's, for today's muster that's, that's kind of interesting. There's a, there's a diuk that is made by the Arizal himself. And the following diuk. In Sefer Bamidbar, the Arizal makes the following diuk. In Sefer Bamidbar, it counts out the count of Klal Yisrael Shua. And in the count of Klal Yisrael, it says, Livnei Shemin to the Shevet of Shemin, and it says their number. Livnei God. To the Shevet God, and it says their number. Livne Yehuda, it says their number. Livne Yisachar, Livne Zvulun, Livne Yosef. Each one it says Livne towards that Shevet, towards that Shevet, Johnny. Livne, 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 Livne Menasha, Livne Vinyam, Livne Dan, Livne Asher. Finally, you get to the last one. It drops the Lamed. When it says the count of Klal Yisrael, it says, To the Shevet of Shimon, this is how many. To the Shevet of God, to the Shevet of Yudah, to the Shevet of Zvulun. The last one, it drops the lit, and it says, B'nai Naphtali, the sons of Naphtali. It has no more of a lamid, Livnei Naphtali. And Arizal asks, it's incredible how every letter in the Torah is precious. It's good to study this before Shavuos. Every letter in the Torah, there's no lit. To every other Shevet, it says, Levnei God, Levnei Reuben, Levnei Shem. Towards this Shevet, there's this amount. In the last Shevet Naphtali, which is Naphtali, it says, B'nei Naphtali, it dropped the Lamed. Doesn't say lit towards. The Arizal asks this question. Says the Arizal, that the way Hashem counted was as follows. This is, he says, remarkably, is how the count works. Says the Arizal, the way Maisha counted Klal Yisrael is he first put in a pinkus in a paper, in a notebook, every name of all of Klal Yisrael. They went tent to tent. What's your name? Naftali Ben? Ben Yudah. Naftali Ben Yudah. They wrote name... Yesidovi Ben, Menachem, Tzvi, name? Mordechai Ben Meyitzchak. They went around to Gans Kleiser and put a notebook, all the names. Then said the Arizal, what they did next is they had a notebook with every member of Kleiser, 
but they wanted to now break them up. That was 600,000 names, but that was all the Shvatim. They then took a second notebook, separate notebooks, 11 separate notebooks, and they said, one second, the 600,000 names are all of Klal Yisrael. Said, but they're, they're not all in the same Shevet. Then Shlomo they took and they divided it up. These names are L'mishpach Hashemayn. These, and they started going through the list slowly and started pulling out. That's the Lamed lit towards this. They took out, says the Arizal, Livnei Shemayn. Oh, these, they went through the whole Pincus and took out towards, put it here. Put it to good. Put it now. When they got to Naftali, everybody left. They didn't have to... There's 600,000. Now they put all by 11. 600,000, they did a minus. And the rest is good. They didn't have to, like, do a count anymore. They now know how many are by good. By Naftali. So that's why it doesn't say lit towards B'nai Naftali. And what remains is the sons of Naftali, our X number. Now, why Naftali is that one that remains? Naftali's midasamech bechelkai, they're deep spiritual things. But I don't want to talk about that. What I want to talk about is why was the count so bizarre? What's pshat? Such a weird way of doing a count. First, you count, this is the most, you talk supreme inefficiency. You do a count and you fill this notebook. Then you have to do a lot more work and say, uh-oh, now we just have a big mushka Bible of Gans Kleisel. So now they go through this whole $600,000 pinkus and they take out all the Shimon. Livne Shimon, that goes to Shimon. And they count out Shimon amidst. Then they tip. Why, why was this count done like this? This is like literally like a very bizarre, if you wanted, like in Helm, they probably count like this. We were very smart. Explains, explains the Arizal, the reason you count this way is the power of each individual shave it only comes after there's the entirety of the whole Klal Yisrael. We all have individual kaiches, but it stems from the fact that we belong to a beautiful nation, unity. You start the count, everybody's in one notebook. From there, it's true, different people have different kaiches. But we belong to something precious and something powerful. From that place, there's individuals, there's, but, but we belong, and the count demonstrates and was done in a way, says Darizal, that we belong to a people. Of course there's individuals, of course there's unique kaiches, but kaidem call we belong to a people. From that place of, 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 of a Klal Yisrael, of Am Yisrael, of course, they're individuals, of course everybody has their own shape and their own style. And I want to say that we're holding literally a day before Shavuos, tomorrow night is Shavuos, I want to say that this aspect that we're Zaycha, that we belong to a precious people, a glorious and wonderful people. We each have our own unique stations within that nation, our own places of Kiddush Shemayim. We belong to a precious people. And this man of Shavuos is where Ma'aged, we bond and unite with that precious, Hashem handed that precious nation, the nation that we proudly belong to, that we proudly take part in and feel connected to, that unity, that oneness is something that we feel that we want to work towards in the period coming till 
Zman Matan Torah saying this Kiish Echad Belebechad, one people, one people, one mission, one closeness to Hashem, and we belong to that nation. The first count of our people was in one notebook. It's true, we each have unique places and standings, but there's a togetherness and a bond that is, runs deeper. I think it's important, there's so many different versions of certain, there's all different within Klal Yisrael, many Shvatim and many Messiahs. It's important to know that we all come from the same book. The first book had to have us together, deeper yet. It's true, he's fired. It's Gishmak. We have different Shvatim, Gishmak, Lubavitch, Satma, Gishmak, all the cute things. Gishmak, Chavitz Chaim, Bris, Panovich, Mir, whatever. Gishmak, cute. First thing, we're all in the same book. We only entered on a secondary count, we got into different books. In the first count, in, in the deepest possible place, the Arizal saying, we all were in one book. Nachtem, you put into this different Shvatim, but deeper yet deeper from the deepest place. We come from the same place. I wanted to share that Arizal with the Hevra. Yashikar Chavos. Thank you. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Mara McClemus on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS that's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org